Come and watch over the announcement of the results. Come and watch over how the people receive the results. They will go home peacefully to their homes. The eyes of the Lord will be over the land. Hey, kasuka pata. Reke seko pata kakaye katayapa. Mata kondere sendo koto inda kusia tapatata. Elakunda katayate kokori katayande katatatata. Heavenly Father, Marusa kutakayanaba. You that hearken to the voice of your people. You that hearken to the voice of your servant. You say before you ask, I've already heard. Before you finish speaking, I've already answered. Masakete kuna kumayande ke sotayataya. E karuna keriandu kosoko teke posotaya. Father, we are requesting, we are asking in the name of Jesus Christ, your son, in the name of Jesus Christ, the righteous, who purchased this earth with his own blood. Father, we are asking in Jesus' name, come to Nigeria on the 25th of February in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask you to come. On that day, come. Asha kuta kapayaka lege 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 Let all the hills and mountains in Nigeria bow and recognize that the Most High is here. Areka takabayaba. Let the waters of Nigeria osekote inege bosakanda yababa respond to the coming of their Maker. Let Leviathan in the waters tremble at the appearance of the Lord Most High. Let the heavens give way. Because the Most High has come. Oh, the Most High has come. Oh, the Most High has come. The hills will skip like rams. The waters will flee at your appearance. The faces of them that do evil shall be covered with shame because the Most High has come. Father, we thank you. 
Thank you, Father. This nation will never be the same again. Alebaru katayana baba. Ayega baba baba baba. A change will be birthed on that day. Not just in the political arena, I tell you. Even in the church. 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 Ancient scrolls will be unrolled on that day. The Lord is here right now. The Lord is here right now. Father, we receive you, O God. We receive your right hand here now. Asakute yadi gabutaya. Eshekatene kupa panda kutaya. Elakurende kesenteya. Father, we receive you now. Mari kandeke teke poya kipariya kapapasata. Masando tabababa. Ayakusia. Eyayayayayakusia labasate. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Please blow the shofar. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your holy name. Oh, my the Lord is here.
Lord. We honor you, Father. You are a good God. You are a good God. Is there a song we can dance to? Namdi, is there a song we can dance to? Hallelujah. Rejoice. Praise his name. Esakabata. Ashikata gabayata. Elegano gabasakatana babaya. Elegata gadagada Shile, why are you crying? Tears of joy, tears of victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to your name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people have, you know, touched God already? Right? We have touched God already, right? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Father, we ask that you just bless our hearts with your word. Father, I want to receive fresh word from heaven. We don't want old word. We want fresh word, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Thank you, Lord. 
climb up gently, then close up the spaces that the children without dragging the chairs. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Last year, the Lord started by speaking to us. restoration of seasons, restoration of losses. If you remember, right? How many of us remember? Yeah? From the book of Genesis. Genesis in 26. The Lord began to speak to us. Hallelujah. Um, from that season, the beginning of that season, we knew we into some kind of understanding that it was the beginning of a new season. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're entering into the beginning of a new season. A season where contentions would cease. A, seasons where, a season where there will be restoration of um, things lost. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the Lord gave us a scripture, gave us a word in the book of Genesis 26. Hallelujah. From verse 22, it says, And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. That's the end of contention. So he called its name Rehoboth because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall do what? Fruitful in the land. So what that scripture was just telling us is that the time for fruit bearing God, the time for restoration. Why do I say restoration? Because the well that Isaac was digging for are the wells of his father, the wells that his father dug. And those wells were his inheritance. He inherited those wells from his father. But the Philistines, out of envy, uh, poured earth into those wells and stopped the wells. So the wells were no longer bringing out water. Instead of water, it was, you can turn this off. of water, it was, it was uh, dirt. And, uh, and, uh, but at the word of the Lord, at this time, um, when this season came upon them, they were able to contend for that water. They covered the well. They stopped the well. Praise God. And from that time, they went, moved again, and found water in Beersheba. Jesus. Immediately, Abimelech saw what happened. Abimelech knew that this well belonged to him. That's what he said. That he wanted to come and fight you because you are blessed. You are carrying a blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And then from there, we journeyed from there and the Lord spoke to us in September, September last year that he had ended uh, the first seven years and a new season, a new seven years had begun. This time around, it was more definitive and I believe it is still the same. We're still in the same, still the same message, still the same word. Okay, praise God, Hallelujah. Now, one of the things I want us to awaken, I want to awaken us to this today is that when it, the word of the Lord comes to us like this, uh, um, um, it is a lot of times it is not automatic. The mistakes that we have made in the past, including me, is to hear a prophecy of a time of entrance, okay? And then I go home rejoicing that it is done and um, expect things to, to move and then things don't move. And then you begin to wonder if the prophet told a lie or is the word of God a lie or, or, or what? But... Um, 
in looking more closely, you know, I was talking to someone this morning, and the person told me that she took time. She said she take time. She has a book. Unlike me, I store my own information inside my head, and that's not good. Please don't do that. Write your informations down. Write your dreams down, particularly dreams. There are dreams that are very definitive. There are dreams that mean things. That are, there are dreams that are instructive in your life. Write them down. Write down the date. Write down the time um, so that you can be able to take stock. So she was taking stock of um, her dealings with God and the things that God had showed her. And she opened into opened some of the dreams that she had had in the past. And she noticed that this particular dream, she had this particular dream about four or five times. Right? And prayed about it at the time. And assumed that, you know, it was sorted. Right? Only for her to look back now and she's seeing that it wasn't really sorted. Those prayers three years ago, two and a half years ago, four years ago, didn't deliver the dividend. Praise the Lord. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Right? It's your experience, right? Many of us. Hallelujah. Now, the reason I have come to find out is that in the past, I've discovered in the past few months, in studying some of these things myself, is that certain dreams that we have, certain information that we are given, it's not a one-day prayer. Okay? Many instructions are for seasons. Many instructions are for seasons. Now, I want us to look at, at the last conference, it was, um, um, the theme of the conference is the tree of life. And a lot of teachings that came out, we tried to use trees and plants, okay, to bring understanding to God's people concerning the tree of righteousness or concerning the tree of life or Jesus Christ himself. Praise God. Now, if you notice plant life, when you enter planting season, is there any farmer in the house? Anybody who is a farmer here? Okay, Pastor Doug, thank you so much. So, when you are in planting season, you will agree with me that planting season is not one day. Right? And planting season is not one week. Planting season is a season of, is a number of months, beginning from the day the first rain fell. Now, those who want to be early planters, immediately the first rain, we have a farm somewhere in Lagos, okay? We started trying to farm on it last year. So, the minute the first rain fell this year, the guys who are there called us and said, Oga, first rain don't fall. Let us start tilling the ground for what we want to plant. So that the minute the next rain falls, those molds we made will be soft and then we'll now put the seed into the ground immediately. Praise God. But when we planted that, that, that farm last year, when we planted in that farm last year, we planted around maybe April, March, April, May or June, right? Yes, about that time. It was still raining. But professional farmers know that planting season started since January. Do you understand what I'm saying? And the, the, the months, you are at the end of the planting. That's when you are beginning to plant your own. The planting season. Because all those other rain that fell at the time when it fell are all supposed to be part of what will help what you planted to grow. So you are in a planting season. Hallelujah. Right? You are in a planting season. The same thing with harvest. When harvest time comes, if you go to the villages and you check... When the cassava in a farm matures, except you are an industrialist and you just want to uproot everything at once in your own farm, but if you check everywhere, you just know that the cassavas have matured and people will begin to harvest. It doesn't mean that they will harvest at once. Now, that cassava in the ground has a time space within which you must harvest it. If, if we don't harvest it, maybe within two months or three months after maturity, it will decay again and get ready for another season. Hallelujah. So what this tells us is that um, the season, when we enter into a season of our lives, there are certain things that, instructions that we get from God that, look, you have entered into this season. It means that you should begin to, you should begin to employ 
um, the tools of the spirit to harness that season. Am I making sense? I want to read a scripture. I want to read a scripture. Now, I want to encourage us, a lot of us, please pay attention to Melchizedek School. Pay attention to what for now. Okay? And um, so that we can we can receive fully everything God has for us in this season. The reason is because I am a teacher. I like to teach milk. Now, even when I'm teaching meat, I break it down. I intentionally break it down. I insist on breaking it down. Praise God. The reason is because what you don't understand, you cannot apply. Okay? So, and all the time... Um, when I'm ministering, I want to be sure that the babies understand what I'm saying. Everybody is growing. Everybody has opportunity to grow. Okay? But there is something that happens when people enter into a season, a season or there's something that happens when we enter into the latter rain. What happens in the season of the latter rain is that both the early rain and the latter rain are poured at the same time. Okay? What it also means is that there is understanding, there is grace for the early rain and the latter rain to bring forth harvest. Okay? So if you say, I will not participate in that latter rain, I will take only early rain, you will shortchange yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what I'm saying practically is that give yourself, exercise your spiritual senses to understand deep things. Exercise your senses to understand complex spiritual things. They are complex proteins. They are simple ones and they are complex ones. It's God that made it too. Huh? There are waters you will never get if you don't dig deep. If you go to the island now and you want to dig and get clean water, okay, if you dig from the surface, all the water in Lekki is smelling from the surface. All. So if you dig regular borehole and put pumping machine and put treatment plant, it will still not come up with good water. That water you can't cook with it. You can't drink it. But if you want correct water, there's what you call industrial borehole. You pierce the ground. You go deep and get fresh fresh clean water. That one, you can drink it but it's the same ground. The difference between the two waters is that one is smelling one is not fresh. One is dangerous, in fact. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, don't remain a baby all your life. Don't drink only milk. Milk is for babies. Those that drink only milk. Hallelujah. Praise God. The reason is, I'm saying this is that there are two operations, two works going on at the same time. We're building our faith foundations and then we're also building after the order of John the Baptist, after the order of Moses, after the order of Melchizedek, right? The priesthood. We're doing all at the same time. So don't miss anyone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's look at something. I was going to say something. I was coming here. I decided to pause and um, I think it's in Deuteronomy chapter 2 good Deuteronomy chapter 2 I want to read from verse I want to read from verse 20 from verse 24. Rise, take your journey, and cross over the river Anon. Look, I have given unto your hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it. 
and engage him in battle. Do you see that? Do you see that instruction? He said, begin, start. Start possessing it. And then engage him in battle. But what he said is that, I have given you. He didn't say, I will give you. Right? He didn't say, I will give you. He said, I have given you. So what is your next, what do you do to possess it? He said, begin to possess it. If you don't get up and begin to possess it, you will not possess it. See, I have given you, rise and take your journey and cross over the river Jordanon. Look, I have given into your hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon and his land. Now, there were two kings in this Amorite environment that were bad guys. They were giants. They were not ordinary human beings. They were kings that were made by spirits. So their strength was not normal. Right? Og, the king of Bashan, and Sihon, the king of Amorite, God said, I've given you their land. It's not head of. You don't battle with those people. So I've given you their land, and I've given you everything in their land. Begin to possess it. Verse 25 said, This day I will begin to put the fear and dread of you upon the nations under the whole heaven who shall hear the report of you and shall tremble and be in anguish. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, the reason these, these creatures had to be taken down was because the very next thing Israel needed to do was to enter into the promised land, right? Now, there were specific things that they had to do to be able to possess that land properly. Number one, one of them was circumcision. Am I correct? Circumcision. Second round of circumcision. I think that's in the book of, uh, that's in the book of uh, Joshua. Joshua chapter 5. Let's read Joshua chapter 5. Let's read from verse 1. So it was when all the kings of the Amorites, who, chapter 5, who were on the west side of the Jordan, and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over, that their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time. So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the heel of the four skins. And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt who were males, all the men of war had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. For all the people who came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way, this was 40 years in the wilderness. So there were men. Praise God. Came out of it had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were what? Consumed. Because of what? They did not obey the voice of the Lord. Because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. Now, many a times we read this and we think it's Old Testament. This is not Old Testament. This is the ways of God. This is the character of God. This is the nature of God. Right? Now, because God dealt with them in the flesh at that time, the way to display his anger is for cessation of life. But for you, it's cessation of destiny. Do I need to pause? 
Hmm? I don't need to write. Because, you know, the, the, the mistakes that we make in the New Testament, those of us who are living under the dispensation of grace, is because ground doesn't open to swallow us. Fire doesn't come down from heaven. Uh, uh, um, leprosy does not catch anybody. Instantly, we think that, you know, we've gotten away with stuff. You haven't. There's no disobedience that has no recompense. There's no disobedience that doesn't have consequences. Hallelujah. <laughs> Something happened uh, a few weeks back and uh, a particular sister called someone and said, I perceive the Lord wants me to help you in this area and this area and this area. And the sister, the, the person said, oh, okay, fine. Um, and they, they discussed what he perceived that, what she was thinking that um, the Lord wanted her to do for that woman. That woman of God. It was a woman of God. And the minute she began to do what she perceived the Lord was asking her to do, her business life opened. It was instant. And she was like, uh -uh, what happened? The minute I decided to do this, the minute I accepted to do this, this opened. Is that, is that sinking in? Many of us are in struggles because we have not obeyed the voice. The voice. You see, the voice of the Lord is different from the word of God. Right? There is the voice of the Lord in the word of God. And there is the voice of the Lord to your spirit man. That is instructive of your personal life, your personal work, your personal journey, your personal destiny. Now, it is the development of the voice of the Lord from his word that will give you the sensitivity for the voice of the Lord for your spirit man. So, if I do not learn to obey the written word of God, I might not hear the spoken word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And if I do not obey these initial speakings, you know, there are, when God begins to train us, he doesn't start training us with go and take down. No, 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 no. He starts us with little, little instructions, right? So if I do not pay attention to little, little instructions, I will make my journey hard. I'll make my journey hard. So it's imperative, compulsory, that we spend time building ourselves on the word of God. It is the word of God that will culture and circumcise your ears to hear God. It is the word of God that will train you to discern between the voice of God, the voice of the flesh, and the voice of Satan. There are three voices that speak in man's life at any point in time. The voice of your flesh, I can't do it. It's not Satan talking, it's you. It's your flesh. Right? Then there is a voice of the enemy and there is the voice of God. Now, it is the training, the training you give yourself in the word. Let me not be saying yours. Let me not be saying ours. Let me say ourselves. The training we give ourselves in the word that will determine how we hear. And then when we hear, what do we do with what we hear? Because even after we've been trained by the word and we can hear, many of us still fall short because we do not understand seasons. We don't understand seasons. In meditating on these things, I had to think about how many of us know that scriptures are still being written? Right? Scriptures are still being written. 
if they go back to if if they if Paul is to go back to Hebrews 11 the heroes of faith now faith is right when it comes to when it comes to uh, verse <laughs> when it comes to verse 32 but what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and Cherry and Francis and do you understand? Because there are faith exploits that are meant to be found in our lives. And they are written in the scripture. The things concerning you are written in the scripture of truth. That's what the angel told Daniel when he came to Daniel. He said, I have come because of what? What is in the scripture of truth? Hallelujah. So it's in, in looking back at assessing seasons, understanding seasons, and understanding the dealings of God with me, with my family, issues, circumstances. Look, make no mistake about it. We're walking. I believe everyone in this company is journeying towards perfection. I have absolutely no doubt that anyone paying attention to what we're saying, except you are not paying attention. And I can understand that people can be here and not pay attention. That's what is in the book of Luke. Luke, uh, is it Luke 13? Is it Luke 13? But where we, we, but Jesus said, strive to enter into what? The narrow gates. That's what he said. Strive to enter into the narrow gates. He said, because many will want to enter and will not be able. Many will want to enter and they will not be able. Now, the only reason why they will not be able is because they are ill-prepared. If you prepare for jump, you will pass jump. There is no exam. You, you fail the first time. The reason you failed is not because you are a dunce. It's because you are ill-prepared. You did not understand the level of your IQ and you did not match the level of your IQ with preparedness. Some people are hot. They have 4.0 IQ. They hear once and it stays. So if you, your, your performance is below average, right? And you follow them and play and follow them and run around, you will fail. But they will pass. And you say, ah, Mommy and you were together now. How come? What happened? You didn't study yourself well. I, I used to have a friend when we were growing up. Okay? She understood. She was a law. She was a law student in Ife. And she understood that <laughs> she has to read her. She wants to pass. And she wanted to pass well. Everybody has the ability to pass well. Say with me, everybody has the ability to pass well. Everybody. Everybody has the ability to pass well. It's just preparedness. Preparedness. How prepared are you? Right? So she says she knows that she doesn't understand like me or like someone else. Right? So me, I grew up knowing I understand, but I played. So even though I understand, I have high level of understanding, but played away, I still wouldn't pass. Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord. But the day I woke up, you know, when I was going to get into final year in school, I looked at my results. It was that the, the GPA was so bad. I, I said, what? How can I graduate with this GPA? I said, I'm changing it. I changed it in one semester. One term. I just made up my mind. I said, enough of this rubbish. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if you follow that type of person and not prepare, so this, my friend, will read. She will read a, a topic four or five times. I can never read a topic four or five times. It's not even given in my natural. I'm very restless. How can I stay? <laughs> Hallelujah. But she will read something four or five times. I had another friend when we come into school, the, from the first day we open school, 
from the first day on campus. We just arrived though. That very day, she goes. Yes. Now, she doesn't study for more than two hours in a day. Even if you like, let it be that she's going to write Cambridge exam the next morning. She will not study for more than two hours. She was trained that if she starts from day one, she will not miss sleep. She will not miss anything if she begins from day one to study. So she doesn't say, hey, everybody's dancing, jubilating, playing around, moving from here and there, going up and down. Lectures have not really started and things that we're not really seeing. No, 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 no. She goes to lectures. We arrive school today. As soon as she finishes unpacking her things, time for uh, 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 prep, she will take her bag. She will go and study. She will spend only two hours, eight to ten. She's back. She will go to bed and she will sleep all night. And she does it every single day, I think, except on Sundays. Every single day until exam. She graduated with a 2-1. She just barely missed a first class. Now, this other lady that was reading four, five hours every day graduated with a 2-2. With, I mean, not four, five hours, with jacking as many times. And I said, one day I asked, I said, why do you read so much? She said, because my understanding ability is low. She said, I need to read many times for it to stay. Some people's retention ability is low. So everybody can pass. Don't be intimidated by the person who is coming first. Just, you are not just prepared. You have not assessed yourself. You have not examined how you retain. Do you understand? You have not assessed your times of study, your times of play, and programmed your life. Because everybody is destined in your DNA, in the DNA of the life of every child of God is a program of Christ. That program is a program of victory. Is a victorious program. It's a victorious program. So in studying seasons, I have found out that the minimum you can break out of something is six months. It's six months. Six, to take you time. To move from class one to class two. To change from something. Now, it's not that you will sit down for six months and wait for six months. No, you will repeat that class until you die. You will not change the season of your life until you die. Every day is the same morning. Every day is 12 noon. Every day, every day. When we 6 p.m. come, it's not coming. If you just sit down, it is consistent practice. Consistent practice. Consistent labor with the word that God has given you. Consistent labor with the word God has given you. If you are consistent, I have found out that in most cases you have to sit over. Now, even when you start, there are some things that will begin to happen to show you that change is here. You know, God told them, say, begin to what? possess it. Take steps. Begin to take steps in taking over. Right? So when you begin to take those steps, make no mistake, you are taking grounds, but you have not fully taken over. For you to be fully taken over, and the thing is in your hands, solid, you need to labor in the word consistently. Hallelujah. Can we pray in other tongues? I want you to pray. I want you to pray in other tongues. Ma soko takara daga bara zon tekelege bobo zoko tayala baba lega daga 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 baba zon takande kereke popo eseka tanaga baba zuka talaga baba zandere dege borozota ezebronde gada gada gaba bazuka tanda gada 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 gaba bazota laba ezoba zeke dege borogo bobo zuka tande lege borozota. Eze bazaga daga babazuka taka baba asaka taka baraka babazonte kedege bobozo takari alaga baba 
Esekete ke pori elegeboria sandelegeboria sota, esekete ke pori elegeboria sandelegeboria sota, esekete ke popopopopori kapasata laga basheta, esakata kapasata yala kapasata, 